Influence can be crucial to getting the job done, from attracting new clients to getting a candidate to sign on the dotted line. So how can understanding behaviour help us to do these things better? I'm Hamish Coots, and you're listening to Talent Talks, brought to you by SEEK. Bree Williams is a behavioural strategist. She joined me at the 2019 World Employment Conference to discuss how recruiters can build greater influence by applying behavioural insights. To start with, I'd love to know, what is applying behavioural science to business all about and how do you do it in your work? In very simple terms, everything we do every day is about getting people from point A to point B. Point A, what they're currently doing, point B is what we would like them to do. That So, so they might be clicking a button, applying for a job, buying our services, whatever it happens to be. Once we have that in mind, when you put it in those terms, it means that everything we're doing every day is a behaviour change challenge because we need to influence people to get them from what they're currently doing to what we want them to do. So behavioural science and the way I use it is a framework to help us do that because getting people to change their behaviour isn't always easy. (laughs) And behavioural science is there, it's out there, we can draw upon it and we can make our lives much easier by applying it. So what's the framework that that you speak about? What does that involve? The framework I've developed based on behavioural economics, which is a field of behavioural science, is that people ultimately are lazy, scared and overwhelmed. Yeah. So when we are trying to get people from A to B, if we look at it through how do I get them interested? So how do I overcome their inherent laziness? They don't want to think about things. We like the path of least resistance. So how do we overcome their apathy? So that's one area that we have to look at. So when we're thinking about if people are lazy, how can we maximise their perceived reward? How can we reduce the effort? So that's lazy. They are scared. What does that mean? People don't like naturally to change their behaviour. So even if I'm about to click a button, I'm going to be nervous about what that button does. It's a commitment. And so as businesses, we need to overcome their fear. And we can do that in two ways. We can give them nothing to fear if they do take the action, but something to fear if they don't. Okay. So in other words, if you don't do what we would like you to do, there's going to be some ramifications. You'll miss out on something. The FOMO effect in simple terms. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. Scarcity is very commonly used. You know, it's the um, rug sale, closing day on sale, <laughs> you know, and it's been there for five years. So scared is the second element. And the third is that people are overwhelmed. So when we're trying to get people to change their behaviour, often we are so excited about what this new world could look like that we overwhelm them with options. So we might even send out an email with multiple calls to action in that email and they're left scratching their heads going, hang on, what was the most important thing I'm meant to do here? So we can easily confuse people and get them further away from taking the action through our generosity. So that's the framework that I've developed to help people uh, articulate or certainly understand what behavioural challenge they're facing and then start to come up with solutions. Like what you hear? Tune in to more Talent Talks by hitting the subscribe or follow button in your favourite podcast app. Just search Seek Talent Talks. If we focus on, on soft skills and in recruitment, you know, we hear that soft skills referred to a lot, but take into account your own insights, what are the soft skills that matter most for recruiters given the environment that they're operating in currently? When I think of soft skills, I really think of them as, well, there's the technical skills, which I suppose are the hard skills. Now, Soft skills are those nebulous everything else bucket of stuff that um, in, my, in my world I think of it in terms of technical skills are the what and soft skills are really about the how. How do I go about this? 
fundamentally for recruiters, the important thing about soft skills is influencing skills. How do I get people to do what I would like them to do? So that's the area that I focus on mostly with influencing skills. And what are some of the key soft skills then and influencing skills that you think recruiters can work and to build upon? And, and, and then the second part of that question, why? Why, why would they invest the time to build those skills? Soft skills for me, I see grey as the new black. In other words, algorithms are based on a binary yes, no, ones and zeros, black and white construct. But we know that people aren't like that. There's shades of grey and it's about recruiters and line managers being able to discern the grey areas. So the soft skills that are most important for recruiters is uh, uh, being able to discern those and so looking at how am I going to influence these actions, what are they, how are these people wired? So it's really about how people are wired in order to predict their performance in a, in a job situation. And is that the most important thing that behavioural science is telling us about soft skills? Behavioural science for me is formalising soft skills and so it's uh, giving recruiters the firepower to be able to say actually I'm not making this decision based on you know, an opinion, it's based on behavioural science. I, I know this about human behaviour and this is why I'm advocating this situation. So they can certainly use it with candidates, but they can also use it to influence clients. Areas like, for instance, when you're discussing your fee structures, you can use behavioural science to have heightened the perceived reward rather than it being made uh, to look like a cost. So, example is the principle of anchoring. So anchoring means the first information people see is going to be the most important. So in a retail environment, you might see this jacket was $200, now it's marked down to $100. I've just won $100. Well, we can do that also when we're engaging our clients. How do we contextualise the value of our pricing? And anchoring also impacts, for instance, the sequence in which we put candidates forward to our clients because they'll be anchored to the first information they see. So if they're getting anchored to a, an outstanding candidate, so the rest of the candidates won't look so good, well, that might be a good scenario or it might not. So uh, we have to be mindful of the sequence in which we uh, provide information. So you sort of mentioned there around um, uh, that particular example, but other you know common situations or interactions recruiters face in their roles as well. Where else can they have influence and use these skills in their professional daily lives? Where can't they? Because um, we started in this conversation talking about everything we do in business being about getting people from A to B. That means your colleagues, that means your managers, that means suppliers. So any time you are trying to uh, engage someone else, any time you have the opportunity to have an interface with them, so emails, websites, marketing collateral most obviously, face-to-face -face meetings, all of these opportunities to shift the dial on people's behaviour is a chance for recruiters to bring their behavioural skills to the fore. And having influence across the business as well, and, and, and we can talk about hiring managers or, or their own clients as well. What are some great examples where you see, perhaps you've seen other recruiters actually putting their skills to work, or um, perhaps the second part of that, where's the, where's the opportunity? Well, the opportunity, I think, is in the one percenters with recruiters because every day we're going to work and we, we are working with them through others to get things done. So that sometimes it's a line manager, oftentimes it's a candidate. So we're engaging with people throughout our day. But gee, life can be frustrating. Some days at work it can feel like you're hitting your head up against a brick wall. 
And so the opportunity here is to take a lot of the stress out of your work by being smarter about how you're engaging and influencing people's behaviour. How can recruiters go away and start applying some of these skills and, and, and if they don't have them currently, build them up and start you know, seeing some quick gains within their, within their business operations with their clients and candidates as well? I would look at things like, um, am I having pushback in my proposals? And if I'm having pushback in my proposals, how can I use behavioural science to that? So almost segmenting uh, in sort of a project basis areas of their business where they're being frustrated. So zone in on that. Um, it might be EDMs that we're sending out to our clients. It might be particular recruitment strategies that we're trying in market and we're not getting traction. So I would look at it from a project basis and look at if we are trying to move people from A to B with our behavioural objective, are we making sure we're overcoming lazy, scared and overwhelmed? Keep it, keep it kind of simple and even looking through that lens, they'll be surprised how many things start to, um, opportunities start to emerge. And I imagine talking about it with their peers within the business as well and actually making it a focus would be really helpful as well, obviously maybe from a coaching point of view even, to start assessing and, and continue to talk about it. This is very much not a set and forget type situation, is it? You're absolutely right. I think where it starts with a lot of my clients is at any sort of team meeting or any sort of briefing process, the opportunity is before we launch into a new endeavour, let's get clear on what we want to get out of it. So what is the behavioural objective? What is the A? What is the B? What is the current behaviour? What is the desired behaviour? And then let's work through it methodically and we'll get better results as, uh, as part of that. That was Bree Williams, behavioural strategist and author. For more Talent Talks episodes, subscribe or follow Seek Talent Talks in your favourite podcast app.